Hi, it's Dan and Janessa, and this is episode three of The Furlough, and today we have a very special guest. Um, This is somebody that I've known for a very long time, um, or probably about half my life now, which is pretty crazy, Um, and uh, she has been a part, a significant part of my and Dan's history, and our story, um, which we may touch on that. I'd like to welcome to the furlough, Anna Beskin. Yay, thank you so much. Happy anniversary, you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. So it's good to hear your voice. We haven't seen each other in a long time. Um, where are you sheltering in place right now? I'm at home uh, in Brooklyn in our spacious uh apartment um no i mean you know it's tiny it's a brooklyn size apartment with a spouse and uh two children and a dog and two cats we're crazy (laughs) yeah Um, but it's it's cozy it's cozy so yeah i feel like I, i can't really complain though yeah. Um, although I do. I mean, I, I mean, you all can. The time. I mean, this, we welcome it. Like this, this is, is the forum for complaints. This is this is a safe space. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It might get no there. one's going to hear this other than our, <laughs> our moms. People you know. Our moms. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah. So it's um. It's nice. It's uh, it's it's kind of strange. It's like you know we're in Brooklyn, but because there's less traffic and fewer people out, it's like you can hear birds chirping, and uh, even today, like during the day, the windows were open, and all of a sudden I was like, guys, do you hear that? There's like not a car on the street. It was really weird. Although other times it's completely busy, like nothing ever, like there's not a pandemic going on. So. Right. I've, I've also noticed the birds too. And just like yeah. nature sounds. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, nice. And your, your kids are in school, they're school age. So you guys are dealing with homeschooling right now. How is that going? You are. Well, I feel pretty fortunate in that respect because I think they're kind of in the sweet spot of an age because they're, they're eight and 10. I had to think about it for a sec. They are eight and ten. <laughs> I wrote it down. Um, but, you know, they're like old enough to be relatively self-sufficient in terms of their schoolwork, but young enough to, uh, you know, still be compliant <laughs> and uh, right. want to please us and care what we think. Um, and also it's, uh, you know, John's been furloughed, which means that he's home and not working so he's doing like 99.9% of uh, all school related duties. So I've kind of been, I've been, uh, the roles have reversed and I've become the dad um, <laughs> who gets to like go, uh, our bedroom is now my office and I get to go up there and uh, close the door and I make them knock before coming in. Um, <laughs> everyone but the animals uh does that um so yeah it's it's actually like it's weird it's a it's a completely different existence for me um it's nice 
in that, in that <laughs> way. Like, you know, I mean, it's, um, yeah, a lot of my life consisted of like running around and always being, uh, I mean, not, you know, me, I, I'm never late, but always feeling like I'm going to be late. And, um, and now there is, even though I'm working a lot, um, there is still time to like, you know, I don't know, like, uh, take a minute, you know? And, yeah. Um, but you asked about my children. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I was going to ask like, you know, if there are tips for, um, you know, for people who are struggling with getting what they need to get done, done, and also making sure their kids are getting through their schoolwork. But it sounds like the tip would be to just have your partner do it. Else do it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Outsource it. That's right. Um, I mean, you know, like, uh, we, we have a schedule, um, and it's, it's a little, I mean, it's like this, if you saw the schedule, you think like, wow, these people are really intense, but, <laughs> um, but rarely do we stick to the schedule entirely, but it's like, you know, they have, um, they have like morning chores, which is like putting away their, you know, plates and stuff like before they can do whatever they want, they have to make sure that at the kitchen table they have their laptops and they have their you know pen and um paper and so like it's i i feel like um establishing those kinds of routines has been really helpful for us but uh really the best part is when i'm like okay bye guys have a good day and then i go upstairs <laughs> for five hours um well, I I've been on the phone with John when he's like moving into the, the next phase uh, of the schedule, and um, and he's you know, he's pretty good taskmaster. Rather, he was like, "Oh, I gotta go. It's nine forty. Yeah, for yeah, time for the next thing." He's been great. <laughs> he's been really, really great, and he's been. Um, I saw this article recently. It's like fifty percent of men's uh, or like no, like. Uh, men are saying i don't know um basically like 90 percent of men are saying they're doing the majority like, yes. of, uh, of yeah. the school the homeschooling and three percent of women agree agree yes. yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be in that three percent so i feel incredibly fortunate um yeah and he's been also like really helping me with my um like doing the website and putting everything up for me for my frame your narrative you know side gig so he's been like he's been pretty amazing it's also i think uh besides those moments when he probably can't stand us which is understandable besides that i think he actually is kind of really enjoying this time as well um you know because he's never really had all this time to just i mean I'm sure you can, um, you know, speak to these feelings, Dan, yourself, like never really have time to be with your kid. Kind of, um, it's kind of a gift too, you know? So. Yeah, no, I mean, um, Danny has been going through such like developmental leaps recently Aww. and I've got me here to to see it and it's yeah. uh that's, that's amazing those developmental things are you know normally i would see them during the day and then you know maybe you came home a little bit before his you know bed right. or his bath dinner bath and bedtime routine you would catch a 
glimpse of it, but it wouldn't be like you were you were seeing things for the first time, you know. So yeah. it's yeah, it's definitely it's yeah. been good. It's a different relationship almost. Like um I don't know, like John, you know, when he back in the old days, uh before <laughs> the pandemic, <laughs> um, you know, fifty eight days ago. Um <laughs> but who's counting? I am. I'm counting every day. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he worked uh, late four days a week. So he would only come home around 8.30 or 9. And the girls are in bed around 8. And so most of the time he wouldn't see them um, for four nights a week. And then he'd see them like in the morning for, you know, maybe a half an hour to an hour before. And, and that was like such a rush time, you know. Um, yeah. And so just having a bit of leisure, not that I think he feels, I shouldn't totally speak for him, but I will. <laughs> I don't think he feels like a total sense of leisure because he's doing so much, but there is still, there's a lot more opportunity for um, just like almost getting to know them because they're not, they're like, they're, you know, eight and 10. I mean, they have yeah. serious, uh, and complex inner life, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of drama happening. Um, but much less so now, I feel like, like they fight less, uh, which is surprising, given that we're together yeah. uh, so much and in such close quarters. But um, I was actually asking them today during dinner, like, if we if we start talking about them tonight, is there anything that they would like me to um, you know, to point out uh, that's changed in terms of their uh -huh. thinking. And uh, that's what my younger one suggested is uh, to mention that even though they're together more, they fight less. You wow. Know? Did they have any theories about why that is? Um, well, I think it's, uh, they did not go into it, but um, <laughs> I think it's, you know, just like all of us, we have to work things out. I want to get to talk about your what you do, your job and your um, company. But first, I just I kind of teased it when we first started talking. Oh, yeah. But I just wanted to to touch on how you um, were instrumental in Danny's in, existence. In yeah. Yeah, yeah, Danny's yeah, existence. Yeah. I'll take it. I'm surprised you didn't name him yeah. Anna. I really, I I didn't know when I was going to talk to you about that, but I think now's a good time. <laughs> Really we sad. thought about Dana. Yeah. We like thought it. about Dana. We discussed I it. Like it. It, was, it was no. It was vetoed. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's been a long it's great. When you said like more than half my life, I mean let's that's nuts. That's just it's true. Yeah. Wow. Because so Anna and I met in college mm -hmm. and I think it was I don't know if it was my freshman year or if it was my sophomore year, um, yeah. but it was kind of was early. Really. And, you know, we, you know, have been friends since then. And then I met Dan through Anna and John um, when I, when they lived, they lived in Florida for a few years. And um, I went down there to visit Anna and um, Dan was over for a little gathering and that's where we met. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't just, you know, happenstance. No, it was, not. it was arranged. No, it was an arranged <laughs> meeting. Yes. John and Anna were like, oh, like, 
my friend Janessa. <laughs> you guys are going to hit it off. And I was like, I don't believe you. I'm bringing a date. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. When I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, Dan. And I'm like, what are you doing? But I saw And that. then I met Janessa, I and I That's didn't right. talk to the date for the rest of the night. <laughs> Uh, if she's listening, sorry. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But her name. Okay. I I mean, if you don't mind me telling the story, I swear I saw the moment when Dan was like <laughs> totally smitten. It was like, uh, can I tell it? Okay. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> So we were all, uh, this is in Florida, so we were living in, um, I don't know, like, how would you describe that house? It's, it was like, at one time, probably just like a single family big house, but it was divided into four apartments, and there was a big uh, uh, porch area for each apartment, and so we were yeah. hanging out on the porch. Um, I don't remember who else was there, but I feel like someone else was also there. Uh, so John and I and Dan with his dates, um, <laughs> and Janessa and I went inside and we were hanging out. It was a small apartment. We were, I think we were in our, it was like a railroad situation. Um, so, uh, we were in the bedroom part of it, uh, which you had mm -hmm. to walk through to get to the kitchen. We've lived in some right. interesting places. <laughs> And so we were sitting there chatting and uh, then Dan came in and uh, I think, Dan, you were trying to open a bottle of wine, right? But we're not being successful. And yeah, he was struggling yes, to open right. a bottle. He was struggling. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Janessa was like, I'll do it and takes the bottle of wine. And like, it was, it was, I felt like I was watching a movie scene. It was like, everything was perfect. She took it. She was like opening it. So it was like gorgeous. And your hair flipped back. It was like a beautiful moment. I look over at Dan. I swear like your mouth was uh, completely wide open. Like, you know, bottom jaw on the floor. And I was like, that's right. I knew what I was talking about. That's right. These two are going to like each other. So, and I have to say, like, that made me so happy, as you know, because I've told you a million times. Uh, because Dan is John's friend from high school. So you guys have known each other even longer than Janessa and I have known each other. Yeah. So, yeah, like, probably like five or six years longer, I guess. Just counting. Whatever. It's not a competition. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying it's been a long time plus five or six years. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So from there, it was like we, um, you know, Dan came up and visited New York with you guys. And then we ended up seeing each other long distance, flying back and forth. And then six -ish, or six or seven months later from that time, um, Dan moved up to New York. So, and the rest is history. Yeah. So tell us about your nine to five, but then also uh, tell us about the um, company or consulting business, however you want to mm. categorize it. You tell mm. us that you um, started recently. Yeah. So um, my nine to five is that uh, I work at a university and I help applicants um, who attend that university and, and alums as well apply for prestigious awards. 
really the one that I work on the most is Fulbright. So I work with a lot of really enthusiastic and, uh, you know, maybe a little idealistic, but in a, in a lovely way, um, like nice people, <laughs> young people who want to make the world a better place and um, want to engage in cultural exchange and live abroad and um, improve goodwill between our country and the country to which they're applying. So I never thought that I would be doing this line of work because I didn't even know that this line of work existed, um, you know, like, I don't know, seven years ago. But, um, but I started working for um, the person who uh, at the time had my job um, as, a grad, as a graduate student when I was attending the same university. And then she wound up um, moving on and uh, that position was offered to me. And I thought, well, I'll just, you know, see how it goes for a year while I continue to look or start to look for, uh, you know, the thing I really want to do, which is being a professor of literature. Um, and then I didn't look <laughs> really. Um, I, I didn't really do a job search and I kept procrastinating and uh, John in uh, his wisdom said, maybe you don't want to look, maybe you're not into it. And so I kind of like, it was, it was a bit of a monumental shift of identity because for so long I was like, I'm going to be a professor. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, I really like what I'm doing. So I work with really engaged young, nice people most of the time um, on their writing, you know? So in many ways, it's basically what I was doing before, which is uh, talking about writing. Um, only now it's uh, my students writing and I work with them individually over, you know, six to eight months and um, help them figure out how to, you know, present themselves to their readers, how to explain their background and their experience. And, and so I started doing that, um, I guess like four years ago or so full time. And um, I, you know, I, I got it, I got really invested. <laughs> in 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 their success mm -hmm. and stayed in touch with people and whether they won the award or not um we'd stay in touch and sometimes they'd reach out and ask me for help with their uh personal statements for graduate school or you know another opportunity that had nothing to do with my institution or an award or anything like that and so the more people that asked me for help um, the more I started thinking that maybe I should make this um, a side gig, you know? Mm -hmm. And so for a while, it was something that I would just kind of do periodically. Um, but then um, I started kind of making it more, I don't know, like taking more seriously and doing more. And now I'm writing a book about how to write personal statements. And I started publishing blogs on my website, frameyournarrative.com, if our moms want to check it out. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really kind of interesting because it's never, it's never the same. Like it's um, like, you know, 
I, I say this a lot, the only thing that successful personal statements and essays about ourselves have in common is that they're different. They, they shouldn't mm -hmm. sound like someone else's because they're your own. And so each person's uh, story is unique and helping them figure out how to well frame their narrative in, mm -hmm. a, in a way that is both genuine yet strategic is interesting. So who are your clients? Like who's, who's coming to you for, for help? People who are applying for grad school or college, um, who are just feeling stuck with or overwhelmed with the idea of writing a personal statement. Because it, it's, it is overwhelming. It's really hard. It's like, how mm -hmm. do you explain yourself? Like, <laughs> tell me a little about yourself. I mean, is there a worse question in the world? Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's so difficult. And it's like, once I tell them that that's not even something they need to do or worry about, um, you know, like all this fear goes away. It's not about trying to represent yourself fully as a complex human being in a one page paper. No, it's like, it's like finding the right uh, perspective on your story that makes sense for what you're applying to do, you know? Um, mm. So sometimes mm -hmm. it's parents who are kind of nervous. They, their kid is not really working on the personal statement and they keep asking and the kid is, uh, you know, a teenager and uh, not, <laughs> not into sharing their personal statement with their parent. And so sometimes parents mm -hmm. hire me to kind of help, you know, and that's, that's good. That's like that. That's fine. But then I feel like I need to work um, a lot on just establishing, uh, establishing with the actual student that I can truly help, you know, that I'm not just like mm -hmm. someone that their parents paid to like, um, because they don't trust them or something like that. But right. you, need, right. you need an outside perspective, like someone who does not know you well someone who will be honest and tell you, you know, you kind of come across as X, is that your intention? No, it's more like Y, great. Let's talk about stories that will help your reader see you as Y. It's not just about like uh, sentence level stuff. It's like uh, really a reflective experience, um, you know, mm -hmm. where, and, and often it makes the applicant rethink what it is that they're doing which is also exciting, you know, because better they figure that out now while they're writing the application versus actually going and hating it, you know? Yeah. Have yeah. you ever literally been told, you don't know me? <laughs> Not directly. Because that just seems... They probably no? have thought. Okay. But you know what? That's okay because I don't have to know them. Um, in fact, in what? fact, it's better that I don't because then I could be the kind of reader that they're going to have, right? Like the person who's gonna be reading their application doesn't know them either and won't even have the opportunity to have a conversation with them like I do. So they'll know even less. So we, it's not about right. getting your reader to know you fully, it's about getting to know, getting your reader to see you in the way that you want them to see you, right? But that way still should be genuine or it's gonna appear false and that's that's not going to be effective. I was reading um, your blog oh, post um, 
yesterday. And um, I, I think like one of the, the points that you made um, was really, I think it's an important point um, that I think people could even think about when they're writing like yeah. cover letters or, you know, short bios and stuff that like, there doesn't need to be like a lot of no. drama. <laughs> like there does, like your personal statement does. It doesn't need to be like. It doesn't need to encapsulate your entire mm-hmm. life. It doesn't need to be this like remarkable event that mm-hmm. happened to you. You just you know have to find the way that's you know a, a unique perspective. Yeah. I mean um, you know like things that happen to us are mo- for most of us are not going to be uh, these huge monumental things. And honestly, even huge monumental things that, well, things that feel huge and monumental to you probably still happen to a lot of other people. You know, it's going to be, you're going to be hard pressed to find a completely unique story. So it's not really about the story. (laughs) That's the title of my first blog, but it's about, (laughs) it's about your reaction to it. You know, sometimes people will write things that just, you just feel like, you know, I read this like page or two, but I still don't feel like I know you at all. And so sometimes I, I'll just kind of ask them to put it aside for a second. Like, let's just chat. Um, like, where'd you grow up? Mm. You know, um, what what was that like? Oh, you grew up in a dirt road, like at a house at the end of the dirt road. That's really interesting. What you had chickens in your backyard, and then you moved to New York. How was that experience like? And then like we come across all of these really interesting stories that they were like, oh, I don't know why I didn't. Think to include that you know so it's um i don't know it's it's really it's rewarding and i i didn't i didn't know that it was gonna be this rewarding you know like i um mm-hmm. i thought it was just gonna be like a stopgap until i got the job i really wanted if people want to get in touch with you if they need help with their linkedin statement with their kids um, personal statement for their college application or graduate school application, what's the best way to get in touch with you? It's probably through the website, frameyournarrative.com. Um, and there's, okay. you know, there's a contact us page. You can also find, I mean, I have like a, you know, like Twitter and Facebook, uh, uh, page and, um, Instagram page, but the website's probably the easiest. So, or, you know, they can just ask you my my digits okay so we um have been over the last couple episodes been sort of finishing up with any kind of tips or recommendations for people to make their quarantine a little brighter um do you have anything that you would recommend i can tell i can share with you some of the things that i'm doing that make me happy um uh, i've been cooking a lot um i've been um dancing with my family we started doing it's (laughs) awesome uh and hysterical which is what makes it awesome uh we started doing we uh we dancing um you know remember that game we uh, from a couple of years ago oh like nintendo yeah so we've been doing that and it's become like a little bit of a competition with john and i uh, who can, <laughs> um, it's neck and neck most of the time. Uh, the kids are not even close. Uh, but so, yeah, so we're doing that. And, um, and TV, you know, like I, I'm definitely a big TV watcher and I, uh, I am, I, I love TV, but I, 
um, I'm, I'm having trouble watching things that are intense, mm. you know, like, um, I mean, I still, like, I still watched Westworld, but really more because it's once a week and, uh, the story is really good, but the violence is kind of, it is intense. So, um, as a, as a thing that I do watch a lot, if I'm like washing dishes or, you know, just need like to some, uh, I don't know, like eye bleach. I've been watching Monk. Uh, do you remember that TV show? Hmm. Oh yeah. 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 Tony yeah. It's great. First of all, there are a million episodes. <laughs> I started watching, I think I'm like the first day of quarantine. And I, I think I'm, I think I'm not even halfway through. And it's, there's, it's like, so every episode ends neatly, you know, he always gets the guy, right? Who's sometimes a woman, but he always calls him the guy. Um, mm -hmm. He always gets the, the bad person. Um, it's, it's not that violent, you know, um, there, it's funny. Cause I was mm -hmm. telling John, like, you know, I like the show cause it's not that violent. And then that episode was like the most violent episode. It was crazy. Um, so I jinxed it. So maybe just like watching TV that's less intense uh, for me, that's been helpful. And I'm trying to let go of feeling like I need to uh, always do stuff because uh, I'm home and can. Um, you know, mm. like at the beginning of this, I thought like, oh, our house is always going to be clean now and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do everything, all the things. Um, and our house is what it was, maybe worse because um, there's just so many people um, doing things. It's crazy. But so I don't know, like just being kinder. With, I guess I've been meditating. I've been trying to like be healthier, not not drink really um you know just like making better choices healthier like not not look at the mm. news in the evening that's a big yeah. one probably sleeping more that all sounds like the exact opposite of what <laughs> i've been doing <laughs> drinking less watching less news sleeping more well you have a baby yeah you just need to survive like that's you're you're in baby mode yeah it's treading water at that point <laughs> well I'll, I'll just go super go granular it. i had this i was trying to think of something um but i've been making i got the recipe from a website called ambitious mm. kitchen and i've been making these blender pancakes that are um oatmeal it's like you just put oatmeal uh banana eggs milk and like some baking powder and cinnamon and i think that that's pretty much it um and blend it and they make just like kind of like a healthier heartier pancake and i make them for danny i'll put like blueberries in them and he usually eats it if he's in a mood he'll throw it on the floor um but uh yeah, so I've been making those and enjoying that those. Great. And yeah, so that's that would be my tip is to go find the recipe at Ambitious yeah, Kitchen. Ambitious Kitchen. Their website. That's, that's a good yeah. name for uh, recipes. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been doing quarantine. <laughs> right? Like, I, I've been, uh, I mean, 
it's I'm I'm like almost a little embarrassed to talk about the amount of things I've been cooking because it's I sound like such a Brooklyn hipster, but let's just say kombucha is one of them. Okay. Um, but I did I tell you I made my own cheese. That's that's crazy. You did. Yeah. Wow. But it's actually not that hard. Uh, but it is it's just exciting to to do something that. I don't know, always seemed so out of reach to just like, I don't know. Now, you know, there's, it's like my brain is fried in the evening, but I'm still feeling antsy. And so cooking seems to be um, a fun activity at that point. Yeah, and it's sort yeah. of meditative, but it's like constructive. Right, at the same and there's, time. A, there's a product at yeah. the end that people usually hopefully enjoy, you know, and, and so much of yeah. what I do is like, just uh, talking and uh, thinking and reading and writing and giving feedback. And it's also cerebral. So to do something that's just like, here's this delicious meal, here's this fresh, you know, sourdough bread. Um, it's, it's exciting. I mean, I I've definitely have been cooking more in the mm -hmm. last few weeks and like taking this opportunity to well since the beginning of the quarantine but definitely in the last two weeks yeah um, like planning out menus and executing them and like doing meals that i know can be you know beef stew and chicken noodle soup and jambalaya and things that i know that can be frozen and reheat later and i'm like cooking with a mind That's towards great. that but um i hadn't been doing that as much lately and then tonight i smoked a meatloaf i saw i saw the picture which, you look like yeah. uh, yeah, you're really proud. Like also because the it's from such a low angle. You look like um, I don't know. Like I hunted this meat personally. I I, I, was, I was proud of that. Nice. Meat. Yeah, <laughs> and there was like that, the comp I was very proud of that photo. The it's composition. Great. Like I was like I was like yeah. Like, I I do miss sharing uh, it with people outside of my family because like John appreciates it, but sometimes the girls don't, and. Uh, so like I, I when I'm making stuff, I'm like, oh well, when people when we can start seeing friends again, I'm gonna make this. But in in reality, yeah. probably when we're back to like running around, it's I probably won't have time anymore to do all this stuff. Well, I uh, I think we may need to wrap this up because I don't know if you can hear it in the background, but oh, Danny's no. crying. Okay. <laughs> all right, it was so great to talk to you, my friend. Thanks so much to Anna Beskin for joining us and uh, apologies for the abrupt exit, but that's just what happens when you have a little baby in the house. Um, again, thank you to all of you for listening and we look forward to next time. Take care of yourselves.